0: Amen. Thank you, brother, for sharing that. We're glad you're here to share it with us uh, today as well. And we know that our God is indeed a healer, and we're thankful that he is our healer. Um, There were some, over the past few weeks, we've given you opportunity to share a little bit of your testimony as well through social media and through emails and what have you, and some of those may uh, be on the screen. Uh, just a few that came across this week. I have thoroughly enjoyed watching and reading uh, some of your testimonies about how God has been your helper, how he has been your healer, or, or how he has done great and mighty things in your life and hearing your prayers. And, and so it has been good to just ca- kind of look over some of these and, and uh, hear your heart uh, in uh, these testimonies through social media. And I'm so thankful we have this avenue by which to be able to to do that, and to, which really does share with the world around us. Uh, some of what God has done and who he is. We have seen that he is our hearer, that he, he answers our prayers. We've also seen that he's our helper, that he is bigger than all of our circumstances. And today we're looking at the topic that he is our healer. And so as we come to today's scripture and message, we can be thankful uh, that not too many of us Uh, can point to our lives and say that he healed me of leprosy. Uh, But likely, as Brother Andy shared a minute minute ago, there are those who could say that they have been healed of some sicknesses uh, and some diseases. Maybe it's been something in your life where God has healed you uh, of something that's going on uh, miraculously. He has touched you. And so as we look at today's passage, we're going to see that he is indeed our Healer, and that we are to be thankful for his healing. And we find in the Gospel of Luke an event that occurred with ten lepers. Now, you're probably very familiar with this passage of Scripture. Uh, but in this, uh, as we look at these uh, ten lepers, we even know a little bit something about what leprosy is. Leprosy was a disease that was characterized by lesions on the skin. It could do damage to the nerves. It could do damage to the limbs, it could do damage to the eyes, and those suffering from leprosy were were plagued with uh, hideous uh, effects on their body, unsightly painful skin disease that rendered them unclean according to the law and in the community. So what I'd like for us to do this morning is to take a look at this encounter with Jesus and what he was able to do uh, for these 10 lepers and in their lives in one particular Uh, So if you're able today, if you could stand with me as I read uh, Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19, uh, the 10 lepers that are cleansed here. And it says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus master, have mercy on us. And so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet and giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the reading of the Word of God this morning, and Lord, we thank you that you have made yourself known here this morning. We thank you for your presence, for the power of the Holy Spirit as he has moved in our hearts through the music and through the message of testimony and through the prayers that have been prayed. Lord, thank you that you have already shown yourself to us and revealed yourself to us in marvelous ways and reminded us. Lord, of who you are and what you're able to do. And so, Lord, as we come to this time of uh, of sharing this message, we pray that uh, you would continue to just to make yourself known, uh, show yourself strong. And, Lord, may you have your way in every heart and life. Lord, I thank you that you're on the throne in heaven. I thank you, Father, that you know what you're doing and that you've given us this message for this moment. And we pray, Father, that you would have your way in our hearts and lives. Father. I need you. I need your touch. I need your strength to be able to proclaim the word. And I thank you that you, that you provide it. I pray, Father, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And we pray, Lord, that you would move in every heart and life that there are those that need to know Jesus. This would be that moment of salvation. And those that just need a word from you today, that you would speak and may we hear. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, as you see, the outline is in your bulletin this morning. I want you to follow along with me. And we see, first off, that he heals the division. He heals the division. Well, what are you talking about there, Pastor? Well, as you look at this passage of Scripture, look at verses 11 through 13 again. It says, Now it happened that as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, that he, as he entered a certain village, as Jesus entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus master, have mercy on us. Now there's some things that we notice here about this passage of scripture. We see first off that Jesus is passing through the midst or at the edge of Samaria and Galilee. And remember about the people of Samaria, there are the Samaritans and the Samaritans are a despised people by the Jews. But as we see that Jesus here enters a village, there are 10 lepers who are likely a group that is a mix of some Jews and uh, some Jew men as well as at least one Samaritan. And we know that some of them are Jewish uh, because Jesus later tells them to go show themselves to the priest. We also note that as the 10 lepers see or hear Jesus is in their midst or is there, that they stood afar off. If you notice that in the passage, they stand afar off and they lift up their voice to Jesus saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So as I was reading over the passage, I found it interesting that the Jews and the Samaritans who have such animosity toward each other, this thing, this common disease of leprosy actually brought them together for a period of time as well. But that's exactly what we see here that they are together. But they they live apart from society because they are unclean according to the law. They cannot, remember now, the lepers are unclean, so they cannot worship in the temple, they cannot be with their family. They cannot, uh, the, they, they must be separate from everyone who isn't leprous. Uh, they must live in semi quarantined colonies and they cannot have any contact with other people. And so that's why we see them in this passage standing afar off. And then as Jesus comes, we see that they're lifting their voices up, calling out to him because they cannot get in close to where he is. But the thing that we need to know is, is that they have heard of Jesus. They have heard of Jesus and they know that this Jesus has performed miracles. They know that he has changed lives. Well, they've heard that. And so they cry out to him and they ask him to show them mercy because they want to be healed. These lepers want to be healed. Now, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to be healed? I mean, who wants to have leprosy? Who wants to be sick? Who wants to be separated from family and friends? Who, who wants to be isolated from others without much hope of ever having the embrace of a family member or to be able to sit down together and share time together? I don't know about you, but I've never heard anybody say, you know, I just really wish I could get sick so I could be separate from people. Have you ever heard that? No. No. None of us have ever heard anybody say that. And certainly these lepers were no different from that, that they uh, did not want to be isolated from others. They did not want to be separated, but yet they are separated from life. There's a division from living a life with family and friends here. This, the disease has devastated them, but Jesus is able to do something to change all of that. He is the one who is the healer. And he is now in the village. And so the lepers know that something can happen. And so Jesus is the one that they know who can break down the walls of separation, that he can undo the division, that he can reunite families through his power as he heals them of this disease. And so here's what the lepers know that we need to know today. Are you ready to hear something? Are you ready to hear something? Okay, well, good. I just, just making sure you're still awake this morning. The lepers knew something that we need to hear. Jesus has the power to change lives. Amen. He has the power to change lives, and these lepers wanted their lives to be changed. This disease of leprosy had divided people between the clean and the unclean, those who didn't have the disease and those who did. And as Jesus healed the lepers, they would be free to go home again. As Jesus would would heal these lepers, they would then be free to worship in the temple again. As Jesus would heal these lepers, they would be free to roam about the village again. As a matter of fact, when Jesus heals these lepers, they would be free. The division would be gone and they are reunited. Now, can I ask you a question this morning? What divisions are there in your life? Are you apart from some family members today? Are you separated or divided in your workplace over some issue? Are you alienated or are you at odds with a fellow believer or fellow church member, past or present? Friends, listen, where there is division, where there is division, you really are not free. It's not the disease of leprosy that divides us. Rather, it's the disease of sin. So no matter where you are, no matter what you have done, no matter what others have done to you, I want you to understand this morning as we look at this passage of scripture that Jesus has the power to break down that wall of separation. That he is the one who is the healer and I'm here to tell you he is in the village. Amen? He's in the village. You know, there's a passage scripture that Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter two that speaks about how Jesus has brought both the Jew and the Gentile together, that he has broken down that wall of separation and really in many instances, that wall of hatred uh, between the two. It says in that passage in Ephesians two, verse 14 through 16, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity or the hatred that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, that separation. And so friends, is there as a believer let me just ask you, is there some division, some separation, some animosity in your life? If so, hear also what God says to us through the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible tells us, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God just let that resonate in your heart this morning. No matter who you are, if you are a child of God, He has called us and enabled us to love the way He has taught us to love people. Jesus heals the division. He alone is able to heal the division. And friends, I don't know about you, but I am thankful that He is our healer who is able to reunite, amen? So not only is he our healer who is able to heal the division, but secondly, we see that he also heals the despair. He heals the despair. In verses 14 through 15, it says that when Jesus saw these lepers, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, lepers lived in a constant state of despair. Their life seemed hopeless as there was at that time no known cure for leprosy in that day. They, were, they were also had to deal with this, these gruesome and unsightly effects on their body from this disease. And the leper was regarded by society as one who was already dead. They were as good as dead and many held out little hope that their lives would ever amount to anything besides just being lepers in a leper colony. And so as Jesus now approaches, they, they have heard of his ability to heal diseases. They have heard of his miracle working power. And in that, and in that overwhelming sense of despair, there is finally a glimmer of hope because they hear that Jesus is there in their village and they cry out for him to have mercy upon them and they see that Jesus is there. Our hope is Jesus. Jesus brings hope. He heals despair with his power. He he heals despair with us and gives hope. In these couple of verses, we can just see a few minutes in the life of these lepers, but you can only guess what their life was like, and you can only imagine what they must have felt knowing that the disease was not going to end well. They obviously were thinking to themselves throughout their life as a, and the, as with this leprosy, you know, I'm not getting better, I'm uncomfortable, I'm in pain, and I'm all alone except for those other lepers who also are in despair with me. There was likely depression among the lepers. There was obviously discouragement and doubt as well. With leprosy, there was no hope. It was a hopeless life as a leper. Unless something miraculous happened, unless someone did something, and now we see Jesus shows up. And he speaks to those whom others would simply ignore. And he offers hope as he tells them to go show yourselves to the priest. And and as he tells them that, that was the instruction that if a person's leprosy seemed to be going away or had gone away for some reason, or the leprosy had been misdiagnosed, the priest was the one who could declare the unclean to be clean again. And so, and as these lepers hear Jesus, the one true living God who is able to say and to do great and mighty things, and they've heard about his ability to do great and mighty things, as they hear Jesus say, go show yourself to the priest, they didn't hang around. They said, we're going to the priest because Jesus said that's what we need to do. Why did they do that? Because there was hope for them. There was hope. And so as they went to the priest, the Bible tells us as they went, they were cleansed. Friends, Jesus had cleansed them. Jesus had healed them. He had healed their despair. And friends, I'm here to tell you that Jesus gave hope to those lepers and brought healing to their time of despair. That that same Jesus is the same Jesus that we worship and honor and love today. That same Jesus is the one that we sing about and we pray to and we talk about. That same Jesus is the one who has already made himself known here in this place today. That same Jesus still offers hope to the hopeless and he still heals our despair and our doubt and our discouragement. Friends, what are you worried about? What is it that you're worried about in your life? What is it that keeps you from sleeping at night? What is it that is discouraging you? What is it that's causing you despair? Or maybe there's something in in, in your family, in your life, in your situation that you feel that life is hopeless. Friends, can I just speak to you and say, Jesus gives hope. He heals our despair. He has the power to deliver us from that, to deliver from the discouragement and the doubt. And so let us give glory to God and thank him because as his children through Jesus Christ, he has healed our despair. He has overcome our doubt. He has triumphed over our, our discouragement. He is still alive. He is still on the throne. He is still healing people of their despair and he gives hope to the hopeless. We said, I think a few weeks ago, I read in a book, um, I think it was, I think it was the, the big weekend that I was here where the author of one of the books of uh, The Insanity of Obedience said that if the, resu- if the resurrection is true, that changes everything. And friends, the truth is, the resurrection is true. Jesus lives, amen? Jesus lives. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 through 10. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Look what Paul says. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. No matter what is going on in our lives, friends, there is hope because Jesus lives. I love uh, uh, the story about Martin Luther, uh, the old great church father. An event from church history reported that Martin Luther, for days he had been in the valley of discouragement. The Pope was trying to kill him at at one point specifically. Some of his friends had shunned him and suddenly he noticed his godly wife was coming down the stairs and she was dressed in black as if she was in mourning. He said, woman, where are you going? To a funeral, husband, she replied. Oh, but who died, he said. Well, God did, she softly answered. And with a great... With that, the great reformer exploded with righteous indignation. It wasn't enough that the Pope was trying to kill him, but now he must deal with the blasphemy in his own household. He said, woman, who told you such a thing? He demanded. And looking him straight in the eye, as only a wife can do, she said, well, you did, Martin. The way you've been acting the past few weeks, I was sure you had somehow found out that God was dead. And at that point, Luther Luther knelt down And ask both God and his wife to forgive him of his sense of despair. Friends, maybe that's you today. You need to know that the Lord Jesus is alive and well. And he heals the division and he heals the despair because he lives. He is who he says he is. But then thirdly, not only does he heal the division and the despair, he heals the disease. Look at verses 15 through nineteen. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down at the face of his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but there were the nine. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your well. Your faith has made you well. We already know that he's already healed the other nine lepers as well. But here Jesus says, your faith has made you well. So not only did Jesus heal the disease of leprosy of the 10, but also in this one who came back to give God glory, we see him thanking Jesus. And Jesus says, your faith has made you well. And this shows that not only did he heal the physical disease of leprosy, but also Jesus healed his spiritual leprosy as well. What do you mean by that, pastor? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I want to tell you. This spiritual leprosy that Jesus has healed this leper of is a condition that also separates just like physical leprosy does. This spiritual leprosy is sin. And as sinners, we are separated from holy God because we too are unclean. We are unholy. We are unrighteous. Just as the, the leper here... He was being healed of his spiritual leprosy. We see that we're all sinners. In Isaiah 64, 6, it says, but we're all like an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind and have taken us away. We are not right before a holy God because we all have this thing, this spiritual leprosy. But Jesus heals that disease. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, verse 17, 18, that Jesus came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father, that which was separated, now he has brought us together. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 through 19, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of of reconciliation that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation you see friends because of what Jesus has done we are no longer separate from a holy God as as physical leprosy would separate people from the rest of the community from those who were clean spiritual leprosy keeps us separate from a holy God because he's the only one who's truly clean he is holy and righteous. But Jesus has come and removed that from us as He has taken upon Himself our sin and we have His righteousness and we're no longer separate from a holy God. So He has healed us of that spiritual leprosy, but not only of, our, of this condition of being separate, but also spiritual leprosy had the same effect as physical leprosy in that people who had physical leprosy, as we've already seen, felt like they were hopelessly lost. There's nothing that they could do to save themselves. They were in a place of utter despair and they needed something miraculous or some miraculous power to heal them. And friends, those of us, all of us who have spiritual leprosy are in the same boat. That without Jesus Christ, we are hopelessly lost. Without Jesus Christ, there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Without Jesus Christ, we're in a place of utter despair, and we need someone, someone who has miraculous power to heal us of this spiritual leprosy, and it is Jesus who gives us that hope. In Ephesians two, twelve through 13 says that at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, but now... In Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Jesus still saves people to the uttermost and brings them out of that sense of being hopelessly lost because he gives them hope. But also, spiritual leprosy, just remember that those who who were physically lepers, they were known as good as dead. And spiritual leprosy, friends, we are also as good as dead. When we don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, there is no life in us, only death on us, only death for us, only death in us. But through Jesus Christ, it tells us in Ephesians 2, verse four and five, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. It has been said, Jesus came Not to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. And that is what Jesus has done for us. We see that this Samaritan recognized Jesus for who he is as he gives glory to God and falls at the feet of Jesus and gives him thanks. Let me just ask you this morning. Have you gotten over? what Jesus has done for you? Have you gotten over that we once had spiritual leprosy, separated from God, hopelessly lost and dead in our trespasses and sins? But then Jesus came and spoke to our hearts and did a miraculous work in our lives and has healed us and reconciled us to God and has given us hope and made us alive. You see, friends, we should never get over what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. This Samaritan recognized that Jesus is God, that he's done this miraculous work, that spiritual leprosy is sin, that we're all sinners and that we need to know that he has healed us of that sin through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 53, five says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. In 1 Peter two twenty four, it tells us that who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I am so thankful that he is our healer. That our spiritual leprosy, that is sin that we, and that we're all guilty of that and we all have that incurable condition apart from Jesus but that through Jesus we can be cured of this spiritual leprosy to be free, to have hope and to have life through Christ. And it comes through a simple step of faith. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as save you as Lord and Savior your life, it's a simple step of faith of knowing him and having hope. We acknowledge that we're sinners in need of a Savior. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the penalty of sin or the wages of sin is death, but that the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We then turn from our sin, turning to Jesus Christ, which is repentance. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. We embrace and believe with all of our heart that Jesus is God's Son who died on the cross, who rose again bodily from the grave. And we profess that he's the Lord and Savior of our lives. It's a step of faith. Have you taken that step of faith, trusting Jesus to come and save you? Now, Christian, let me ask you, what divisions are there in your life? Whatever's going on in your life, whatever your heart condition with your separation, division between you and someone else or between you and the Lord, let Jesus bring healing and restore the relationships and set you free. What despair or discouragement or doubt are you feeling? Let Jesus heal and give you hope. Call out to him because we need to know that he does heal our despair and that he is in the village that he's here. And let us be thankful that by his stripes we are healed. Giving glory to him, worshiping him, being thankful that we are his forever. And friends, may we never... May we never get over the fact that Jesus loves us and died for us on the cross and rose again bodily from the grave. May we never get over what he did for us and that he saved us and made us his children. Let us fall at his feet in worship and thanksgiving at his amazing grace because we know that he has healed us. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would have your way in our hearts and our lives and we pray that you would move in our midst, Lord, as you have already touched and guided and directed and shown us your power and shown us your presence. And so, Father, we pray that as we come to this time that you would help us to hear your voice, to sense what you want us to do, to be right with you in our walk with you. So, Father, we pray that as we come to this invitation, if there are those here that need to make a profession of faith, saying, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life, that they'll come as we sing in just a moment. Maybe there are those, Lord, who just need to come and kneel and pray, who just need to come and just get things right with you because of the despair in their life or the divisions that are in their life, Lord, to say, Lord, I just want to be free. I want to have hope. I want to have life. And so, Lord, may you just help us to remember that what causes all of these issues in our life is sin. And, Lord, may we rebuke that and come close to you and draw close to you. So, Lord, may you have your way in every heart and every life, we pray. As we come to this invitation, in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand, we're going to sing, My Jesus, I love that you come as God has dealt with your heart.